Tonight, a new face-off over free speech as Elon Musk bans some reporters from Twitter. Exiled from the online platform. Whatever Elon wants these days is what he gets. The billionaire blasted by critics, saying he's setting a dangerous precedent. Media voices should not be silenced. Canadians sideswipe as a major snowstorm moves east. It's Canada. We get out here, we pick up our shovels, and we get to work. The cleanup and the frosty road ahead. It will be over multiple days. Plus the giant aquarium and an epic spill. We were so amazed from its, its beauty. Suddenly it's all gone. The catastrophic collapse inside a Berlin hotel. CTV National News with Omar Sachedina. Reporting tonight, John Venavalli Rao. Good evening. There is a new front tonight in the battle over free speech with accusations one of the world's richest people is using his power to censor the press. The outcry comes after Elon Musk, who owns Twitter, suspended the accounts of journalists he claims violated his privacy. In response, the United Nations tweeted, now more than ever, we need facts and press freedom. While the European Union called it worrying, tweeting, there are red lines and sanctions coming soon. CTV's Los Angeles Bureau Chief Tom Walters starts us off. The current location of an aircraft, like the corporate jet owned by Elon Musk's company, is a matter of public record. But claiming he feels unsafe when that information is shared, Musk has suspended a Twitter account that tracks the plane, Elon Jet, and has banned journalists who link to that account in stories about it. Essentially, you're saying, journalists I don't like can't report. Just last month, Twitter's new owner had claimed, my commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane. But mostly, he has supported free speech for users banned in the past, like the one who was showing his suitability to be president yesterday. Better than Washington. By selling $99 cards featuring comic book fantasies about himself. Now, while Musk welcomes back some who violated long-standing rules they had agreed to, he's dumping others for breaking new rules he just made up. I did not break any rules or regulations, although... The claimed rules and regulations seem to be changing by the hour. In an online chat when banned journalist Drew Harwell of the Washington Post questioned Musk about his apparent double standard. Using the same exact link blocking technique that you have criticized. The conversation ended abruptly. Oh, I think I think Elon has uh, has left. Musk's censorship has drawn condemnation from both the U.N. and European Union. Twitter, Twitter, you can and comes at the same time as condemnation from the dozens of janitors he just fired. If that leaves some wondering who will clean up the latest mess at Twitter, there are more. The growing damage to Musk's own image is also blamed for the plunging value of electric car giant Tesla. With Musk distracted and selling nearly $40 billion of his own Tesla shares, his car company's stock price has been cut in half to the lowest it's been in two years. John? All right. Thanks so much, Tom. Well, Donald Trump may be facing a criminal referral from the committee investigating the January 6th attack. Trump was impeached last year for inciting the violence at the U.S. Capitol. The charges under consideration include insurrection, obstructing an official proceeding of Congress and defrauding the American people. 
The committee will vote Monday on whether to recommend the charges to the U.S. Justice Department. A warning tonight in Montreal where public health has confirmed two children under the age of two have died from complications related to strep A. Doctors now want parents to watch for the sign. Fever, um, a severe muscle aches, um, uh, redness or, um, or, or pain related to a wound or a skin infection. The WHO says the bacteria commonly found in the throat and on the skin is on the rise in at least five countries, including the U.K., where 19 children have died so far this year. Canada's health care system is still struggling from a trio of respiratory illnesses rampantly spreading across the country, with an influx of hospital visits now mainly being driven by the flu. Health Canada says influenza is circulating at peak levels and was detected last week in almost every province and territory. And with the festive gathering season upon us, there are fears things could get much worse. CTV's Atlantic Bureau Chief, Kreesen Ajkte, has the latest. A meningitis outbreak has been declared at Dalhousie University's Sheriff Hall after one student died and another is recovering in hospital. Those two cases both have the same type. Um, and so we were standing up a, a large-scale vaccination clinic, which is now live. It is the second university student in Halifax to die from meningitis in more than a month. This at a time when Nova Scotia is seeing peak flu levels earlier than expected. The province is recommending the public to get the flu shot and wear a mask in crowded indoor spaces. If we're not careful, there's a lot of potential for passing viruses around as we socialize. Meanwhile, doctors across the country are warning of a triple threat of respiratory viruses. So not just influenza, but influenza and RSV or RSV and COVID. Hospitals are at the breaking point, trying to keep up with the surge in illnesses. Canada's top doctor is recommending to avoid gatherings if you're immunocompromised. A lot of it is up to, to us. We can manage some of this. Um, surge and, and uh, pressure on the hospital system. This year marks the first holiday season of no recommended restrictions since the beginning of the pandemic in 2019. In Ontario, the Liberal Party is calling for stronger leadership from government. There is no updated guidance about how we can all protect each other as we head indoors. Some are wondering if they should gather at all. I also have a Zoom call with also my friend and my family so that we can have like Christmas ride together, even though it's kind of online. To be able to gather with our family, obviously, yeah. but we'll do what's safe. In Alberta, 21 people died from the flu, a number that has almost doubled in just one week, all of them 50 years or older. And here in Nova Scotia, John, 25 people have died from the flu this season, which is why Dr. Strang says it's so important to get that flu shot. Indeed. Thank you, Creason. Well, the official start of winter is still five days away, but millions of Canadians already are feeling its wrath. A powerful low-pressure system is now barreling towards the Maritimes after pummeling Ontario and Quebec with a sloppy mix of rain and snow. CTV's Judy Trin reports from Ottawa, where the big dig-out is underway. It's the first snowstorm of the season. The heavy blanket knocked out power in Ottawa. The city deployed 500 pieces of equipment to defend against the onslaught of elements. We started receiving snowfall around midnight last night and all of our crews were deployed. It will take crews more than two days to clear all this snow. 
and more than an hour for this man to shovel his driveway. This is Canada. We get out here, we pick up our shovels, and we get to work. More than 30 centimeters of snow will fall, enough to cancel school buses today across eastern Ontario, but providing opportunities for new workouts. Well, it's an opportunity to get out and get some exercise, so we enjoy that, and we're right across from uh, Conroy Pit, so it's a beautiful spot to do some snowshoeing. At the Ottawa International Airport, workers prepared for a wallop putting out plows and de-icers early to get ahead of the storm. Still, 18 flights were cancelled and about 20 delayed, but it could have been worse. I'm waiting for my aunt and uncle coming in from New York City, and uh, they're delayed by about an hour, but we're just glad that they're here. That's because the massive storm hit Americans harder. South of the border, it brought whiteout conditions to the northeast and spawned deadly tornadoes from Louisiana to Florida. In Montreal, officials say they have money and more than 1,000 employees to handle whatever Mother Nature throws at them. We have a budget of $187 million for this year. We have enough employees. All the trucks are uh, ready to hit the road. This monster storm, which has stretched across 3,000 kilometers, will head towards Atlantic Canada next where it's expected to drop a messy mix of freezing rain and snow over the next few days. John. Okay, thank you, Judy. And Canada's west coast is bracing for what Environment Canada is calling a wintry mix of precipitation this weekend, followed by brutally frigid temperatures. Once the storm comes in on the weekend, then the trucks will be out uh, dealing with uh, snow or freezing rain. Road crews are at the ready as both rain and snow are expected to move into Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley Saturday morning. Then an Arctic front will produce heavy flurries on Sunday. By the end of the weekend, temperatures in southern B.C. could be around 10 degrees below normal. That bitterly cold air is expected to work its way east and into the prairies throughout next week. Cold weather is yet another concern for people in Ukraine. Its government says Vladimir Putin's goal is to use winter as a weapon cutting off their lights, water, and heat by attacking critical infrastructure. There was another wave of Russian airstrikes today, with as many as 40 missiles fired at the capital, Kyiv. CTV's chief international correspondent, Paul Workman, reports. Thunderous explosions over the cold, snowy landscape of Kyiv that startled even the birds. The sound of Ukraine's air defense system shooting down all but three of a huge barrage of incoming missiles. For many, the safest place was inside the city's subway stations, where the comfort of a man singing folk songs hardly made up for the danger and suffering above ground. They still have enough missiles for several more massive strikes, said Ukraine's president tonight. These are crazy acts by rocket worshippers in Moscow. In Kharkiv, people lined up at one of the city's so-called invincibility centers, where they could find heat and water and power when there was none anywhere else. From damage that city officials described as colossal. We heard the explosion, says this woman who ran underground, and there were a lot of them. That's part of a missile these soldiers are showing off. It was heading towards Kyiv, they said, and brought down with a humble machine gun 
either crazy luck or exceptional shooting. To hit a missile with a machine gun is almost impossible, he says. Our guys know how to shoot. One of the more than 70 missiles fired by Russia slammed into this apartment building, adding more names to the list of dead and wounded. In the hometown of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, which may be the reason it was attacked. Today's airstrikes knocked out a full half of Ukraine's energy system, with defense officials there warning that Russia is planning for a major military offensive in the new year, John. All right, Paul Workman in London tonight. In her first public statement since being released from a Russian prison, U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner says she plans to play in the WNBA this season. On Instagram, she released photos of her arrival on U.S. soil and her reunion with her wife, Sherelle. Griner was arrested 10 months ago on drug charges and exchanged last week in a controversial prisoner swap for arms dealer Victor Boot. Griner thanked everyone who helped her and pledged to do all she could to free Paul Whelan and other American prisoners. There were grande-sized troubles for coffee giant Starbucks today when more than 1,000 baristas hit the bricks. Starbucks workers at 100 U.S. locations are staging a three-day walkout as part of their drive to unionize. The action will temporarily shutter some stores while managers work to keep others open. The strike is the longest so far in a year-long campaign to unionize. And what started as a probe into drugs being imported in containers has turned into the biggest bust of its kind for the nation's border agency. Border Services officers seized nearly 2,500 kilograms of opium, which they found in 247 shipping pallets. The seizure, which happened back in October, but only announced today, took place at the port of Vancouver. Officers noticed flaws in the pallets and detected the drugs using X-ray technology. The RCMP puts the street value at more than $50 million. So far, there's been no charges. Time for a two-minute break, but when we come back, I heard, like, big explosion in the morning. A flood of dead fish and debris after a gigantic aquarium bursts. Plus, the power of the powwow dancing Grinch. A major cleanup is taking place at a massive aquarium in Berlin after a tank that was believed to be indestructible ruptured overnight. Here's CTV's Adrian Gobriel on the aquatic disaster. My God. An aquatic collapse of unprecedented scale. I heard, like, big explosion in the morning. It Jolting hotel guests out of their beds at Berlin's Radisson Blue Hotel. It was a boom in the night, and we don't know what, what it is. Peering into the lobby, many simply couldn't believe their eyes. We see that everything with water and everything is huge, destroyed. Once a towering hotel feature, the Aquadome was the largest cylinder-shaped aquarium in the world, according to the Guinness record books. That was until early this morning, when somehow, some way, it shattered, spilling a tidal wave of 100 million liters of water and more than 1,500 tropical fish through the hotel, splashing out into the street. To put into context the size of the aquarium burst, if you can believe it, it's the equivalent of 751,000 bags of milk pouring into the hotel lobby. Destruction and twisted debris line the street outside. Sadly, the vast majority of the more than 100 species of fish died. 
though some were located and carried out in these white pails. This firefighter saying, we were just able to rescue about 30 fish from three tubs from the area of the burst column. When it opened in 2003, the aquarium's architect claimed that the 15-meter-high structure would never break. At the time, saying such Hollywood scenarios or worst-case scenarios could not take place here. The aquadome built by the multinational company Reynolds and Polymer used 41 engineered acrylic panels. Similar materials are used inside Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto. The company has built water features for zoos from Rotterdam to Detroit and even the famous shark tank water slide at the Atlantis Resort in Bahamas. A police source say there's no evidence that the break was a result of a targeted attack. As of right now, the cause remains a mystery. Adrian Gobriel, CTV News, Toronto. There was a massive fire at a Florida junkyard today. The thick plume of smoke rising from a burning mound of scrap metal could be seen for kilometers away. A car with flammable liquids placed inside a pile likely caused the fire. Water and foam were used to put out the flames. This is the second time this year the scrapyard has caught on fire. A rocket has carried into space a new billion-dollar NASA satellite with some Canadian tech on board. Engine ignition and liftoff. Lift the SWAT satellite was launched this morning from California. In part, it's aimed at better understanding our warming world by precisely measuring the height of the planet's oceans, lakes, and rivers, which should also help communities better prepare for disasters such as massive floods. And what cannot be found in the skies so far is any evidence that we are not alone in the cosmos. The Pentagon says it has looked into hundreds of reports of unidentified flying objects, but has not found anything of, quote, alien origin. The U.S. set up the all-domain anomaly resolution office to investigate sightings earlier this year. Still ahead, mystery solved. The student who found the answer to an ancient puzzle. A puzzle unsolved for over 2,000 years has finally been cracked. A 27-year-old PhD student at the University of Cambridge has decoded the grammar rule in Sanskrit, an ancient language used in many religions that's been misinterpreted since the 5th century B.C. I was struggling. I was almost ready to quit. And that's when my supervisor stepped in and said, if your solution is too complex, you're probably wrong. And I took that advice and ran with it. Experts say the discovery may allow a computer to learn the language for the first time and revolutionize the study of it. Education and forgiveness was the theme of a meeting today at Buckingham Palace. Lady Susan Hussey, who is Prince William's godmother, apologized to charity director Ngozi Fulani for asking her repeatedly where she was really from at a reception last month. Fulani is British and described the incident as a form of institutional racism. Now away from the royal controversies, King Charles checked in on preparations in London for the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. It gets underway Sunday night. The moniker also took time to dance with members of a Jewish community center. It was also presented with a menorah, which is lit every night at the Festival of Lights. After the break, Santa's helpers. You've been a good girl this year? Yeah. It's all in the family in Saskatchewan when it comes to spreading Christmas cheer.
We leave you tonight with some holiday joy in Saskatchewan. A group of people who get into character to get children smiling. On tonight's Indigenous Circle, CTV's Allison Banford with Santa, his elves, and the Grinch. You're welcome. This is Santa's busiest time of year. Merry Christmas, buddy. By his side, Santa's trusty helpers. The Anderson family has been assisting old St. Nick for the last 20 years, attending Christmas dinners, schools, and care homes on and off reserve. It's very heartwarming to see the smile on the children and how happy they are to see Santa's helper. Have you been a good girl this year? Yeah. It's a job so big the Andersons recruit their kids and grandkids for help, delivering gifts, handing out candy, and trying to fulfill everyone's wish lists. A Barbie. Oh, okay, that's good. But some wishes can't be built at the North Pole. The honesty of some children's requests reveal hard truths. Some kids ask for a home, some kids ask for a family, um, some kids ask for their parent to come home from incarceration. That part is really touching and it's hard to walk away. What's at the top of your list? What's the main present you want? A lot of times he just tries to get them to smile. Um, he tries to instill hope. A sentiment shared by others trying to spread cheer throughout southern Saskatchewan's First Nations. The man behind the mask is Chance Bear, a powwow dancer from Ochapaway's First Nation. Maybe I'm helping with uh, bringing that, you know, a little bit more First Nation culture within that Christmas atmosphere. In the last few years, he's traveled across the province, choosing to save Christmas rather than steal it. Bringing that laughter and, uh, you know, just that good time and uh, family coming together and uh, that's what it's all about. It's that Christmas spirit that keeps the young and young at heart coming back each year. It's something to see the kids grow up and how much that Santa means to people. That's really special. Merry Christmas. Good job, buddy. Good job. Allison Bamford, CTV News, Regina. It's great stuff. That's it for us tonight. For Omar and the rest of the CTV National News team, thank you for watching. I'm John Venavelli Rao. I'll be back here tomorrow night. Have a good evening. CTV National News, Canada's number one newscast. Five crucial questions to expose the truth. Who's at risk? What needs to change? When will justice be done? There was actually a plot to kill you. Where's the proof? Why did this happen? Watch W5 Saturdays at 7 on CTV.